Welcome to episode four of My Digital Life for June 11th, 2013. I'm Rob Greenlee, and thank you for downloading or just clicking play to listen to this podcast from all over the world. I can be reached at rob at robgreenlee.com or on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. The show can be found in iTunes and Windows Phone podcast area, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Those are the last two there, are new additions to the distribution of the show. I also manage the podcasts on Windows Phone. So if you have a podcast, you would like to submit it to me and I can add it to the Windows Phone podcast directory, uh, just send it to podcasts at microsoft.com. Well, I want to share my digital highlights of the week here. I attended the Chris Perillo Vlogger Fair this past Saturday. Uh, it's about five minutes away from my house. It was extremely convenient, and I've known Chris for many, many years. Um, but it was really cool that it was so close to have a, a kind of like a YouTube kind of digital media kind of kind of fair and event so close to my house. It's so unusual to, to see that. Uh, I, I usually have to travel to Austin or L.A. or Las Vegas in order to get access to show a, a show and event like this. So it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was actually sold out. Uh, Chris sold about 1,300 tickets. Now, a lot of the people that were there were to see the the YouTube celebrities. There were certainly a lot of teen girls at the event uh, to to see those uh, popular YouTube celebrities. It certainly wasn't a geek event. I was really all about personalities and content, which I thought was really, really fascinating. I typically go to more geek type type of events and this was an interesting change, and I think it's a it's a little bit of a sign of the times of uh, what's happening with media online. It's going a little bit uh, more towards just being focused on content and personalities and uh, less about the technology of making it all happen. The other big thing that happened this week uh, is that another comedy podcaster hits the big time. I don't know if everyone listening to this uh, knew this or not, but the new host of The Daily Show... Uh, is a longtime podcaster. He has a podcast called The Bugle. It's uh, John Oliver, and he's a he's a typical kind of correspondent with uh, John Stewart on the show. And um, as of Monday, he takes over the hosting gig for three months from John Stewart. So another podcaster hits the big time. So if you wanted to go listen to John's podcast, it's at The Bugle. So go check out. It's actually a British comedy. His co-host is in London and he's in New York and they, they call each other each week and talk about the, the news of the world. And it's, uh, it's, it's very well done and it's a, it's a really popular show. So definitely go, go check it out. The Bugle. The show topic of the week that I'm going to cover this week is the growing globalization of podcasts and what that means for the future of podcasting. I'm going to share my thoughts, but I'm also going to have Karen Hogue, a longtime podcast consultant at podcastconsult.dk from Copenhagen, Denmark on the show with me. And she's going to give me her real world experience from Europe. She has been a very active kind of representative of podcasting in Denmark and in the area of Europe and is a very early, early podcaster. And uh, it's interesting to see if we can in such a big country as China and also Japan and Korea, the very big country, yeah. countries, and they're all mobile, as you say. So they, there is a big, big com consumer base. So um, 
competition there for uh, for all you Americans who <laughs> think that you are the only people in the world. And uh, and and I know I hear Americans who uh, find out when they check the stats. Oh, I have listeners in Switzerland and. Sweden and Korea and Australia yeah. and you, you know, yes, you do, because we all understand English. It's, it's for me, it's my second language. I don't speak it. I speak it as good as, you know, we learn in school. So uh, in, I'd say in any country in Europe, they would be able to understand English. That conversation is coming up a little bit later in the show, and it's about, about 18 minutes long. Well, let's dive into the topic of the week, the growing globalization of podcasting and what that means for podcasting's future. I wrote a blog post on my website at robgreenlee.com. I don't know that it will be up quite when this recording goes live, um, but it will be posted uh, this week. So you can definitely go check that out. The summary of the article really gets down to some key areas. And I wanted to focus on the growing global future of podcasts. So what's happening is there's been some missing areas of focus in the podcasting space. A huge one, I, I believe, is the international aspect of podcasting. I know a lot of podcasters have have had a lot of listeners in Europe and Asia, um, but I don't believe that that a lot of the early podcasters or even the podcasters have given really much thought to the international aspect of what they do and what that future might look like based on um, how we as as American podcasters produce our content. Shows that are being produced now in, in the podcast medium, at least coming out of North America, are very US-centric. Uh, and it's really kind of understandable that, that that happened that way as most of the audience and the content is being consumed in North America. But in in greater numbers, that is starting to, to change. But what's really fascinating about it is if you talk to podcasters outside of the US, they are generally kind of polite about it, but most will tell you uh, that they feel like uh, that the podcasts coming out of the U.S. are a little bit too American-centric, talking about, you know, kind of, you know, American holidays, American politics, American news, and that podcasters that are going to be successful um, globally will need to be a, a little bit more kind of aware of what's going on around the world and then also maybe just create their shows a little bit more generically and not spend time talking about local country specific kind of activities that are happening in those local areas but there is a a large number of podcasters that will find success in creating shows that will just cater to to that country or as I'm going to go into in greater depth here focus on local languages which is I think if you look into the future, I believe that uh, language is going to be more important than topic, though topic is, it tends to be kind of local specific or culturally kind of relevant to the audience. But the whole aspect of language is huge, as most of the content that's being produced now tends to be in English, tends to be targeted towards um, cultures that are more favorable to the English language, right? So there's many countries around the world that that um, are dominant English speakers, but there's also many countries around the world that uh, have English speakers, but they have a big population of people that um, the local language is, is the primary method of 
communication in that language and that culture. So uh, I think over time, what we're going to see is that um, that languages are going to start to dominate the success and the consumption of podcasts. If you were to um, ask me what are the the largest and most common languages on the planet, you would probably say Spanish, Chinese, you know, or Mandarin, uh, and the English language, though those are important languages on a global basis, the whole language spectrum is much broader than that. The answer to this question and this issue that I'm raising here will help us get a, a glimpse, I believe, into the future of podcasts. And may, maybe where all on-demand media consumption is going over the next five to ten years and how important uh, language is to the growth of online digital media. I want to run through a list of the of the top 10 ranked uh, most spoken languages in the world. So if you look at the number one uh, language is Mandarin, which is basically Chinese, uh, is over 1 billion. And number two is the English language, uh, which is about, is about over 508 million. The Hindu language is over 500 million. Spanish is over 400 million. Russian, over 300 million. Number six is the Arabic language with 250 million. Number seven is the Bengali language with 215 million. And number eight is Portuguese with 200 million. Number nine is Malay in the Indonesian language with 175 million. And number 10 is the French language with 135 million. So over the last few years, podcasting has been fairly dominated by English language content coming from the U.S. and England, Canada, and Australia. But with the growth of Europe and Asia, that dominance is really starting to... Uh, to change. The recent stats that we're starting to see come out as kind of like referring stats by country are breaking out um, into a little bit different mix than what we've seen in the past. The top countries consuming podcasts over the past few months, the data and the ranking chart that I'm going to read you is from the, the largest podcast hosting provider in the world, and it's Lipson at uh, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. They're actually owned now by a Chinese company of all, all things. So it's a little tidbit that will come become a common thread throughout the, the rest of the show. But uh, most people listening to this would know that the number one country for podcasts is the United States. Number two is the United Kingdom. Number three is Canada. And number four now is China. Number five is Australia. Number six is Japan. Number seven is Korea. Number eight is Germany. And number nine is Spain. Number 10 is Mexico. Number 11 is France. 12 is Sweden. Uh, 13th is the Russian Federation. And number 14 is Singapore. And 15 is Brazil. Number 16 is Saudi Arabia. Number 17 is of Italian and number 18 is the Netherlands, number 19 is Thailand, and number 20 is India. It's another huge country in the world. China is the is clearly the common thread that we're starting to see here. It has now broken into the top five. And Lipson has, like I said earlier, has an association with China as it's now owned 
by a Chinese company, which I think is really kind of ironic as you're starting to see the the trends start to move this direction. The other aspect of this is that the other languages are represented in this top 20 list that are not part of the top 10 most spoken languages are Japanese, Korean, German, Swedish, the Italian language, Thai, and Dutch. So those are smaller languages that are pretty significant in the podcast area that are not kind of um, huge languages on a global basis, but they are very important to podcasting. The current uh, largest languages that are not represented in the top 20 country list is Malay and the Indonesian language and Bengali. Um, which are not significant um, players in the podcasting space today. And it could just be because of online access and they're not as strong and I'm getting online on the web and the internet either. This tells me that the largest languages are already having a big, big significant impact on podcasting and is only going to grow over over time as more smartphones more smartphones and good wireless data access grows, you know, around the world because most of the the top 20 here is represented in the um, top 10 most spoken languages on the planet. There's a total of about 17 languages here if you total them all up, the top 10 plus the seven that I just um, mentioned here. So there's about 17 languages um, uh, that are important to podcasts today. And they cover pretty much every continent on the planet. So you're starting to see those 17 languages being really, really important for aggregators, podcast aggregators on a global basis to to support. Each of the people within those countries around the world will be able to get easy access and to be able to, to consume the podcasts that are being created either you know, inside those countries or in other countries around the world, as you're starting to see, you know, many of the countries around the world become more more global in their their languages spoken inside those countries, um, getting access to to media that uh, will fulfill that that desire and that need is is going to become more important to help them find content that fits with their their particular needs. The world of podcasting has really been centered around, you know, American-focused content. I think that the rest of the world is starting to really catch up. The trend is really clear that within a few short years, China will be the largest consuming audience for podcasts. The actual numbers are already starting to show that this is starting to happen. There's also been some other recent data that's come out that's uh, showing that China has a, a significant kind of propensity to consume online content more so than even in the U.S. Um, the mobile adoption is also significantly more and the time spent in the internet and mobile is even more so than in the USA. So those are the trends that I think are that are actually driving this. Also, many of the state-run kind of radio networks in many of the countries started um, back in 2005, back in the early days of podcasting. And there was a bit of a scale down of that. But I believe that we're starting to see that starting to scale back up again. And it's being driven really by OEMs, uh, phone manufacturers, and iOS and Android and Windows Phone and starting to expand and grow in those countries around the world. And I think it's going to be really important for podcasters to be more sensitive to the needs of international listeners because more and more podcasts are going to become a worldwide medium. Now, podcasters have been pursuing 
uh, distribution internationally for a long time. I believe that it's going to be important to non-English speaking and non-US centric topics in your program. So let's uh, move on and do our conversation with Karen Hogue uh, as she's going to expand uh, on the whole topic of the globalization of podcasting. So let's Let's play the conversation uh, with Karen. She is a uh, podcast consultant at podcast.dk out of Denmark, and she's well-known in the podcaster community, and she's going to share her thoughts on the, the growing importance of podcasts outside of North America, and we're also going to discuss the data that I've somewhat shared here uh, at greater depth from her perspective, and also talk about how podcasts, how podcasters here in the U.S. need to be uh, able to to reach a global audience and not you know offend that audience. So let's go ahead and play that interview now. Karen, welcome to my digital life. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Rob. Karen is a consultant at PodConsult at PodConsult.dk, and she's based out of Denmark. And I appreciate you joining me. Where in Denmark are you located, Karen? Just curious. I'm in Copenhagen. Uh, I have my office here. I have my sound studio in a part of Copenhagen called Fredericksburg, a very beautiful part of Copenhagen. So um, that's where I hang out during the day. Uh, okay. Well, we go way back, uh, back to the early days of podcasting. I think we first met at the, the very first podcast expo in Ontario, California back in, what, 2005 or so. That was a very exciting time, wasn't it? It was. I mean, everybody was there and uh, it was so much fun. I did my... Um, final thesis uh, at the university about podcasting. I actually did my exam about podcasting. So uh, I did interviews. I did empiric studies. I talked to a lot of interesting people, some of the, the first movers in podcasting. Do you remember Michael Gohagen? I do remember Michael Gohagen, yeah, but, uh, but he's not involved in podcasting anymore. Poor I know, guy. and Alan Honkin, the guy who had podcast.com, yep. the domain, remember? Yeah. He's still doing something with podcasting and uh, audio, definitely. So uh, I did these uh, talks with the, the first movers of, uh, of podcasting, and then I did, did a report. I think, actually, it was the first um, academic report about podcasting. Yeah. at the time. So, yeah, early days. Yeah, and it seems like we're we're kind of coming back into a time when um, podcasting is kind of coming into its own. I've seen this before. I seen I, I've seen this pattern happen before with streaming media back in the back in the early days of uh, of streaming where it, it was hot and everybody was all hot and bothered about it and the media was all hype and then the, there was this lull part for a few years through the dot com collapse. And it came charging back, you know, after we came out of the dot com collapse and 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 streaming is all all the rage again now. So so I think the same pattern is happening to podcasts now. <laughs> Absolutely, and a lot of people, you know, people who are, who have moved into the new shiny objects of uh, social media are looking at me and say, "What? What's she still doing with this podcasting? That's dead, isn't it? I mean, who's podcasting?" And then what I know is that it's actually a growing medium. Maybe the people who who are uh, fascinated with new techniques and, and new technologies are not too fascinated about podcasting anymore. But I must say, in my business, I see people coming in, discovering this new medium from all different angles. So, um, and not necessarily people who are very um, 
familiar with uh, with uh, technologies. That that's not the reason why they do it. It's because they see a way to communicate with their Uh, people in their own niche. So um, that's really my thing. I used to do radio. I used to really love talking to people who didn't really have a voice. Um, that was my uh, goal with my journalism at the radio at the time. That's what I really like to do. And now I find myself doing that on a daily basis in my in my business. That's uh, fascinating. Well, that's a good uh, segue into uh, what what specifically do you do at podconsult.dk? What's your what's your podcasting business? I mean, what do you focus on? Um? Yeah, right now I have the sound studio. It's called CoSounds. So uh, people can come in here and make the recording. Today, uh, a guy was in, in here to do a recording for his company. It's a big uh, construction company. It's uh, e-learning. It has nothing to do with podcasting. But And then I would have people do meditations, all kinds of audio recordings they can do here. But since I do my own podcast here and I, I uh, bring other podcasters in here, clients of mine, more and more people get curious about this. Oh, is that what it is? They're, they're doing this kind of radio I could do that I have, I've just done a meditation maybe I can do could do an audio course or a podcast so I, I kind of use it to lure people in <laughs> to podcasting and then I also have a part of my business that's uh, where I'm a retailer I, I, I sell equipment uh, say beginners equipment for better audio on uh, iPhone iPads you can get all kinds of new microphones and extension cables so you can get better audio when you do video That's a great need, I find. Oh yeah, so definitely. So I have people coming in here every every day to check out uh, the equipment I have. I have a little showroom, and then we get a talk. We get to talk about uh, yeah, what what else do you do here? Yeah, well, I do uh, some podcasting. Maybe that was so. Again, I do things to lure people in to maybe get them to start a podcast, maybe and help make me help them do the producing or maybe even recording or help them set their equipment up at home or whatever they want to do. So that is definitely growing. It's not something that I can say that I can live on. It's not, um, it's, it, it might be 30% of my income, but, uh, but it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. So do you mainly do client work for, for people in Denmark or Are you working with people in other countries as well, you know, across Europe? Only Denmark. Only Denmark. Okay. Yes. So, so what is happening with podcasting in Denmark these days? Uh, the, yeah, and the third thing that I, uh, is growing also is that I help uh, existing podcasters, people who've been podcasting for quite for quite a while, to optimize their own podcasts. You know, maybe ah, okay. maybe the the image has fallen out of iTunes. Maybe they've been using PodPress and want to move to 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 PowerPress. And and just today, I did a redirect 301 of a podcast into to iTunes. Uh, you know, you have you can change your own feed so your uh, subscribers don't find out about uh, the new f uh, that there is a new feed and stuff. So. Um, So the technology has changed over the years, and I've been been following all that. You know, I'm I'm following all the all the 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 podcasting experts outside of Denmark to bring that knowledge into my own business and and help people here. So 
So it's uh, not just new podcasters I can help. I can also help um, uh, the others uh, who who wants who want to carry on with that. And we have a good good group of uh, podcasters. A very um, very they're all this. It's, it's just a very fun crowd of podcasters in Denmark. They're all so different. I mean, I have one who who podcasts about setting up a business in Russia, one about uh, comics, one about comedian. We have comedy podcasts and all kinds of different to- uh, topics, and it's um, they're all very different. So, so one of the the big things I wanted to talk to you about was the kind of trends that I'm seeing around global podcasting and and um, and what's happening you know with that uh, and what the what the potential is for podcasting as you look at kind of um, outside of the US which podcasting up to you know the last couple of years has been very kind of North American centric um, but I, but all along it's podcasting has been growing and it's been slowly developing in Europe and Asia and I'm seeing some significant um, uh, trends around some of the the hosting companies like Ellipson are sort of starting to show um, some movement around podcasting growth, like in China and and across the, uh, Europe. and And actually, I was able to to see a top uh, ranked list of the top twenty countries for Ellipson as far as on podcast downloads. And one of the shocking things that I, 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 I've seen here is that China is the number four referrer of all podcasts at Lipson. Um, and then as you kind of, kind of move down the chart, the, the, the normal ones that you see in the top, like the top five are the U.S., the United Kingdom, Canada, and now China's in there, and Australia. Those are typically the, the ones that are, are, are in the top five, but China's a new entry. And and plus, I yeah, I think that's really fascinating. And then number six is Japan, and number seven is uh, Korea, uh, which are all relatively new into the like the top ten. And then it, eight is Germany, and nine is Spain, and ten is Mexico. Um, so, so I'm seeing some shuffling going on there, and it it, it kind of raises it kind of raises that flag in my mind that maybe we're seeing a significant shift in consumption of podcasts. What's your thoughts on that? Are they? I have to ask you: Are they podcasting in English or in, say, Chinese and Japanese? Or I would think uh, that that would be podcasts that are being consumed um, off of the Lipson network. So I would say that they're probably mostly English. Okay, so they're consumed in China. Yep. There's a big consumer. Okay, um, but pr- not produced in China by Chinese. In but English? I am seeing some some new podcast networks, and you know, from the kind of state-owned stuff too, uh, start to produce really high-quality audio and video podcasts. And I've been adding those to the Zoom podcast area, and I've been seeing those, and they're they're actually really really good. So it's really interesting. You know, you've got a country that have has 1.3 billion people um, <laughs> that has. And and actually, the other big thing that I saw too was that um, a a research report came out saying that China leads the the U.S. in mobile now and time spent on the internet as opposed to TV. So the people in China in China are actually spending more time with the internet um, and mobile 
as opposed to TV than we even spend in the U.S. Um, Mm, And yes, there is an iTunes store in Chinese. I cannot make sense of it when I open it, but I can see. (laughs) I can't either, so I'm in the same boat, but it's just, it's really really fascinating. I've been running down through it and I couldn't even see where, where it said podcast normally, you know, so you can have a look at the podcast. But I did click some and I can hear uh, a podcaster speaking Chinese. So I'd say on a, on a producer uh, level, it's also uh, growing in, in, in China. I know they were very active when podcasting first came out. And uh, it's interesting to see if we can in such a big country as China and also Japan and Korea, they're very big country. Yeah. Countries and they're all mobile, as you say. So they, there is a big, big com- consumer base. So um, competition there for uh, for all you Americans who <laughs> think that you are the only people in the world. And uh, yeah. and and I know I hear Americans who uh, find out when they check the stats. Oh, I have listeners in Switzerland and Sweden and Korea and Australia. Yeah. And you, you know, yes, you do, because we all understand. English. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's my second language. I don't speak it. I speak it as good as, you know, we learn in school. So uh, in, I'd say in any country in Europe, they would be able to understand English. But I mean, so when you as Amer- Americans have such a big listener base outside of US, you just have to think more globally. You have to be less American, if you, if I may say so. <laughs> that is a real struggle here. You know, I know, yeah. but try, try not to uh, talk so. Yeah, say, that's right. um, Yeah, about all your your say Thanksgiving, so your Black Friday or your sports games and and all that, because we have no clue. Or well, we know, but it, we feel a little bit left out. Yeah. So if you want to ex- include your uh, your listeners, your global listeners. You have to think about that. Yeah, and it's hard to – yeah, I was thinking about this too. It's really hard to to produce a podcast that is going to be kind of um, – what would I be kind of specialized to every country that could potentially listen to it because every country kind of has their own um, holidays, their own events, their own activities you know, in those countries. So you're probably better off not even talking about holidays or local events or things going on in your community or – things like that on your podcast if you want to reach a global audience now if you're trying to reach a local audience then you know have at it but um, yeah or what you yeah. could do is is so if you get a comment on your blog from a, a, a listener in say Denmark do include that person do look up in Wikipedia and say oh, where is Denmark or and be a little bit curious about it be a little bit open uh, to your listeners outside include them somehow it's, um, you know, all the podcasters who do that, you know, it, it, we really like that, you know, to be included that way, that, that our culture, which is quite different, is um, it's kind of, um, yeah, noticed for yeah, what it is. Yeah, and I still see that Europe has about eight countries that are in the top 20 list. So I would say Europe, as far as multi-country, is, is by far the, the biggest contributor to podcast consumption from a continent perspective, um, you know, I'm sure that the population of, if you combine all of the, the population of all those um, countries, it, it's a big number. Now, granted, you know, you, you look at China and, and even like other Asian countries, there's actually six Asian countries in the, the top 20. So, and even um, lonely Saudi Arabia is number 16. 
Wow. <laughs> but uh, I must say, in, in Denmark, we don't have, at the moment, any podcasters po- podcasting in English. They're all podcasting in Danish. And Interesting. I think that's, yeah. It is. And yeah. uh, because you have to be really confident, you have to be really yep. um, comfortable speaking another language than your own. I think maybe Americans can can relate to that. So, But even yep. though we speak very good English and we learn in school, It's it's not our first language. So so, but the people who do, who are comfortable with speaking English and who decide to to podcast in English, will be much more successful. They will be able to like Chris Marquardt has done that. Father Roderick has done that. Done that. A lot of um, uh, great podcasters are are actually. It's their second language, you know. English is their second language. So, yeah, really, what I wanted to tell you was that my dream is, or my goal is, actually to to set up a panel one day of podcasters at the New Media Expo, which has, say, four panelists where they're very, very even more successful podcasters in their own country, in their own language, say, in Japanese, in Chinese, in Spanish, and whatever <laughs> French. Yeah. So to show Americans that you can actually have grow a huge audience in your own country, in your own, it doesn't have to be English because these countries are huge. I mean, yeah. there's more Spanish-speaking people in U.S. than there is Spanish than there is American. Oh sure. Am I right? Oh yeah. So, well, I'm sure that 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 would be true, and and I'm sure. Chinese is a quite a large Ooh. language, I would imagine. <laughs> so one day, maybe an American would have to s- learn to speak Chinese to podcast in Chinese to be successful. Yeah, yeah. no, mm. that's that, that. What a novel idea, right? Yeah, that's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really going to be interesting. I know that uh, English is the language of business, but is English going to be the language of podcasting? And it, and it sounds like that may not necessarily be the case. So. I think if it is, and English is the the language definitely, and if the Chinese and and in Asia and in say Africa start podcasting um, in English, it will definitely bridge. It's, it will create a bridge, and we would learn to understand each other a lot more on a, on a completely different level than than we have before. I think that would be that would be a great thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Karen, thank you for for joining me and talking about global podcasting. It's a, it's a, it's a very fascinating subject, especially for those here in the U S that uh, maybe don't think about it as much as they, they should. So we, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So we've been speaking to Karen Hogue, who's a consultant and, and founder of uh, pod pod consult at podconsult.dk. So go check out her site. She's got some great, uh, Great tips on microphones and what's going on in in Denmark when it comes to podcasts. So take care, Karen. You too, Rob. Thanks. That was a great conversation with Karen. It was was definitely great to have her on the show. I'll also add uh, links to her website and and more topics related to the conversation that that I just had with Karen. And those will be available at my website at robgreenlee.com. I also wanted to share a um, audio comment uh, that came in from a listener uh, who listened to episode three of the podcast, the top 13 things that really build a podcast audience. Uh, And this comment came from uh, Robert Kimi, uh, who commented on that episode. I misunderstood whose show Robert was on. I guess it 
it was not his show. The actual show that I commented on where he was talking about my show, I know this gets really kind of meta, is Scott Will say who is the host and owner of the Speaking of That podcast. So let's play his comment here. Greetings, Rob Greenlee. This is Robert Kimi. I was listening to your podcast today. A friend of mine, uh, Scott Will say was listening to you before, and one of the things that he had come up, uh, we had actually talked about on his podcast, the Speaking of That just wanted to give you a heads up. I know we said my name quite a bit, so that's that might have been a little confusing. It's actually his podcast. I wanted to give you a heads up on that one. He wrote me a funny uh, funny voxer. He sent it over to me and said, Hey, Rob Greenlee, just gave you my podcast. Please take care of it or something like that. It was really funny. In the, in the podcast that we had done, we hit up a little bit on uh, why I don't listen to podcasts. I know they're good for me and I should listen to them. And I subscribe to yours, by the way. Excellent uh, information. The 13 tips that you gave... Not just for new podcasters, but the pros, the people that have been doing it for a long time, probably need it more so. And I'm raising my hand right now. Kudos on those 13 uh, tips because I'm starting to incorporate those now. I can see, and, and I'm, I'm making it, my podcast is kind of a comeback podcast. I I'm, took a hiatus for, you know, one, two, maybe seven years, and I'm... I'm trying to get back into things. So I apologize for this long message and just wanted to give you uh, a, a, a personal feedback and let you know, love it. I think you got a great show. Keep it up. Wonderful content, which is king after all. Thank you for your time. This is the Kimi and I'll be listening. Thank you very much, Robert Kimi. And I apologize again for uh, mis- misidentifying who the... Uh, the owner of the podcast was of the speaking of that show with Scott uh, say and sorry for that, Scott. And thanks for the comment, though, Robert. I, I really appreciate it. It's true that mostly existing podcasters would benefit from my top 13 tips in episode three. You're right. Many podcasters don't take the time to listen to other podcasts. And I think that is a mistake. I, I think you can learn a lot from other other podcasts. And as you can hear from this kind of conversation is, uh, you know, I was listening to other podcasts and I, I listen to podcasts um, all day long, essentially. And this is a great way to give feedback to this show as, as well as to send in an MP3 file. And you can send that to rob at robgreenly.com and we'd be happy to play it on the show just like I uh, just did here with, uh, with Robert's audio. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Rob Greenlee and I'm the podcast guy at Windows Phone. And thanks again for listening to my thoughts here. I am also the co-host of the new media show every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and noon Eastern Time with Todd Cochran, who's the CEO of Raw Voice, Blueberry, and the PowerPress plugin for WordPress. Catch it all live um, on video at live.geeknewcentral.com. And next week, I'm going to focus on my two years experience with my Nissan Leaf and my thoughts, tips to living with an electric car. And we'll also be reviewing a few interesting podcasts each week as well. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this topic and any other topics that you think are important to let me know about via uh, Twitter at Rob Greenlee or in the comments of my robgreenlee.com comment area. Um, and like I said earlier, we'd love to get a, an audio comment from you as well. 
And definitely go check out my blog post on this topic at my blog that will be coming out in a day or so. And if you're a podcaster and you want to get your podcast into Windows Phone podcast directory, send me an email to podcasts at microsoft.com. I'm also on Google Plus, LinkedIn, and Facebook, or just email me to rob at robgreenlee.com. And thank you very much for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs>